know, where the world is going to move in the next few years, power dynamics between America and China. Describe your political views. Moderate, pragmatic, tactical voter, non-ideological, that's me. Am I voting as a woman? Am I voting as a black person? Am I voting as a black woman? It all comes into play and it's not as simplistic as people like to make out. Conversations with Kumi. Hello and welcome to a new season of Conversations with Kumi, the US election special. This season we'll be discussing, commenting on various issues, candidates and polls in the lead up to November 3rd. I will have different guests with varying viewpoints and I will ask each of them to make a prediction on what they think the outcome of the elections will be. Please stay tuned, subscribe and enjoy. And welcome to a new season of Conversations with Kumi, the US election special. We've got our very first guest on today and we'll be talking about Joe Biden's BP pick, which we now know is Kamala Harris. So, hi! Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, um, my name is Indali Gregory Zekbi. Um, I'm a very opinionated Nigerian-American. I have um, a podcast where I talk about like business topics, tech stuff, and just all things that interest me in the innovation space. Um, at the moment, why I think the elections, upcoming American elections are so important is because they do have a knock-on effect for a lot of the policy that's probably going to be either, you know, um, put into place or rescinded or whatever in the next four years, which affects me directly. <laughs> so I have a lot of opinions on this. <laughs> Exactly. I think sometimes people, especially people who do not live in America, sometimes feel like this is just commentary. I'm like, no, this actually has like, like direct It's real life. Yeah. People's lives. Like, this is not a joke. This is not for you people's entertainment. I know like everybody's in America's business, but it's not a joke. It's actually real. Okay. So today's topic is Joe Biden's VP pick, which of course is Kamala Harris. I'm just going to a quick background on her. She is a senator from California. Um, she's half black, Jamaican, and half Indian. She's only been the second woman, black woman, to be elected into the US Senate. She used to be attorney general of San Francisco and a former prosecutor. Um, she went to Howard. Um, yeah, so that's just a brief background on her. So, Ndali, I know you want to Susan. Right. Uh, do you want to tell us why? Yeah, so I have a couple of notes. I wouldn't like miss anything out. Um, so I'm just gonna keep looking down just briefly. Um, yeah, so basically Susan Rice has, if you don't know anything about her, she's also um, a Black American woman. Um, she has 20 years of experience in senior in the senior executive branch of the United States. She served under the past two Democratic administrations. Um, she worked under Clinton, yes, under President Clinton as the National Security Council, and she was the ambassador to the United Nations and the National Security Advisor under President Barack Obama. So she has like a lot of experience already as a firm Democrat, and you know, she has a long-standing relationship with the Democratic nominee for President Joe Biden. So for me, it's like, you know, they have that familiar background, she's not new to this on this kind of level, and even though she has this extensive experience, she's actually never run for office in any way, which um, I saw as a strength. Um, a couple of people 
kind of thought that it would harm her chances of being picked for VP, just because, you know, they like to have seen you be democratically elected, you know, like all the rigorous processes and the vetting and all of that stuff. And she ha technically hasn't ever put herself forward in terms of wanting to be in a position, an administrative position where, you know, she's directly serving the people. Um, but like I said, for me, I saw that as something refreshing and like a change of space because you're looking at someone like Joe Biden, who has already done this for eight years. You need somebody to kind of offset and balance that. She inspires confidence. She's done her job for a very long time. And I feel like with the way things are and the way American America is at the moment, she would kind of like know what to do. Because if you handle something like national security, you know, what what is um, being in charge of a country, right? government experience does matter. I know um, Kamala had um, some state experience and of course the Attorney General is not a joke, it is a very big deal, but you know being able to rebuild sort of the um, the our reputation abroad, um, the institutional infrastructure as well, also coupled with us being in a recession and the after effects of the pandemic, I really did feel that someone like Susan Rice and her background would be in a better position to handle things of that enormity because it's not just like a regular election. Pardon my French, we're in some deep BS as a country and you know as the world in general. She also actually helped to lead the response to Ebola and when the Trump administration um, came in, she also did you know debrief some of the higher people in his administration on what she did with Ebola and you know it's very common knowledge that there was a team or some sort of protocol place to deal with a global pandemic that the Trump administration thought it better to kind of get rid of um so you know what I mean so she's kind of she's been there she's direct she's firm she's not overly polit political and that's why I like her because I feel like when you look at the things that she's kind of like stood for, I, I, I know where she stands. Um, and I would feel like with Kamala, I don't necessarily know where she stands. I can say that her, her um, career has involved a lot of growth and we should never, you know, look down on growth. But um, I think someone put it in the way that, you know, Kamala has grown a lot, but in the process of her growth, she ended up hurting quite a few people, you know, in terms of, especially as her work as the attorney general and the um, incarceration um, rates and things like that, that she kind of took part in. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of just to start on just a few of the differences that I feel why I would have preferred a candidate like Susan Rice. And the truth is Kamala's not likable. But that's not the point. I don't feel like, and I just thought it important to mention that this isn't a likability game and that despite my reservations that I'm going to vote Democrat because it's more important to kick Trump out and to have a unified party and unity within the Democratic Party, which I think we are lacking at the moment. We're severely unfocused as a group, um, which is why we don't get anything done. And I think that needs to change and the attitude needs to change. So it's all well and good, you know, having an opinion about somebody and having your reservations. But at the end of the day, we got a job to do and that's to get Trump out. And that is my focus, despite my views. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was gonna say about the Democrats being on focus, you know, like for the first time in my life, I actually think they're actually getting, excuse my, my BS, they're getting shit 
together. Like, I don't know, compared to most times, they seem to be, especially just watching the first two nights of the Democratic Convention, I'm just like, oh, so you guys really know how to start out like they're working on it. They are working they on are it. They are working on it. I think this is the best I've actually seen them, but I, I agree with you. They can be quite unfocused in. But it's not even the, and you know, you make a good point that yes, maybe the higher levels and the people, you know, that are the hard hitters in the Democratic Party are getting their unity thing together, but we all know that the voting power isn't about them. It's about yeah. the Democrats in their houses, you know, yeah. that are voting age, 18 year olds. And yeah. when you can't even get all the other people in your constituencies to be united on a front like you're not gonna please everybody for sure but i don't think that for the job that they're set out to do which is defeat trump and to you know defeat the um what it was it what is it again the um defeat the kind of like the uneducated or whatever it is vote that trump like appeals to the xenophobic people that obviously have a lot of like a uh, voting power and you know that that's the main job and i don't think yes it's a good approach that they've had recently but i almost feel like it's too little too late november is two months away yeah now? we're we're, yeah. We're, we're we're there we are yeah, literally there. There. Um, um, and it's taken such a long time to get to this point i just worry if it's not too little too late i see what you mean but sometimes i always feel like half the blame just sidetracking from our topic, but I sometimes feel like sometimes um, we, um, we or should we say the younger generation gives too much blame to the democratic establishment or whatever you want to call them, moderate wing, but um, sometimes I feel like, I sometimes feel like, why can't the Republicans just get it? Like, they unite around the Supreme Court. Like, I just don't feel like there's, even the progressives, what you're meant to read, like, we, okay, yes, the moderates, you might not agree with everything, but like the Supreme Court justice is something like, even as progressives, you know that with the way American functions, you need a Supreme Court justice. And it's like, so, okay, they've done this, you don't like it, but why can't we just focus on that? And sometimes also I feel like, you know what, you had Hillary to vote for, this is just going off track. You decided that you guys hated her so much, you didn't right. vote for her. And then now we're in this situation and you have Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden is this, Joe Biden is that. But I feel like if you had voted for Hillary, you'd actually have more power now to primary her if she hadn't done stuff you wanted. So actually I feel like- Wanted in, yeah. Exactly, so right now I feel like actually you guys just keep talking about the democratic establishment, but actually sometimes as younger progressive people as well, just look at yourself like, okay, we could have done this to help unite the party if it's around the Supreme Court. Right. I'm not saying that the establishment also don't have a part to play or they've done other things, but you lot made a mistake there as well. And that's yeah. how I feel. No, absolutely. Anyway. The ball. At every level, we've dropped the ball. And, exactly. Uh, we're sitting in the, the exactly. <laughs> going back to the VP peak. Um, I didn't really mind who was going to be VP, but I thought it was important for it to be a Black woman mm -hmm. because I feel like Black women are the base of the Democratic Party. They turn out every time to vote for people in the Democratic Party, and I think it was it, yeah. it is our time or to have you know someone in power. Yeah, and someone that represents us exactly and looks like us. There's also been much debate around Kamala Harris about like identity, which I don't know. I find it a bit. <sighs> well, I think it's I think it's very weird. Like I said, I don't particularly like her politics. I don't like her as a pick. But other than that, I think. Um, it's fine, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's not my ideal choice, it's fine. And all the other like 
the issues and the qualms, quote unquote, that people seem to have, it's um, again, a symptom of an unfocused democratic party. You know, why are we going through this whole thing of her labels of whether she's African-American? Yeah, she's I find it so, so bizarre. So tiring and I just do not understand. And I just, and I hope people understand that in the next decade, more people are gonna look like Kamala Harris. They're gonna be mixed of mixed identity. She's, what is wrong for people to say is she's African-American. She's not African-American. She is black, she's half black and she's half Indian. And just by the one drop rule on how it works, because you know, only black people take people's humanity into consideration. You just have to, she, she just looked black to be fair, but she's half Indian. Yeah, but that's the thing. She's from a biracial or multiracial. Exactly. So I don't know why we're debating that identity exactly. Actually, so, I get it. She's Black, South Asian, American. Yeah. If you want to put a stamp on exactly. her. Exactly. Exactly. That that's what she is. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. It's not that. It's not that difficult to just like understand identity and keep it pushing. We have two months. Yeah. Okay. Just looking at the response since she's been elected, considering a lot of people were not sure about her. I think in the, in the 24 hours since, um, since Joe Biden announced her, they raised over $34 million and they had about 150,000 new donors. Um, apparently 54% of the Democratic Party approve of her versus 29%. 88% said it made them hopeful. Four in five said it made them more confident and proud or happy or exercised or i don't know what that means that's according to warpo and abc poll so well i think that speaks for itself it seems people are excited despite not liking her so sometimes i wonder if it's just my one percent noise in twitter being like oh my god oh my god i'm allergic for her it is and like Twitter will amplify the general um, feeling, but I feel like one of the, the good and the bad things about Twitter is that things tend to trend and things tend to be pulled, you know, longer than the duration of the real world. You know, it's on Twitter that you find out that people are still marching. It's on Twitter you find out that people are still protesting. It's on Twitter you find out that something that we forgot about that was a trending topic like two months ago is actually still going on. And this is, you know, this is the solution. This is what has happened. This is the follow-up. So I feel like it's not that it's noise. Yes, we didn't like her, but people on Twitter will continue to make a thread for like two, three months into the topic and continue to flog the dead, the dead topic. Whereas I think a lot of um, the the heavy hitters in the democratic space, you know, even the um, the popular people, like the Hollywood crowd, the elite, the people that you know have the um, the influence and the reach, have been like, you know, we had no real opinion of her or whatever we said about her in the past. That's politics. Right now, you know, we need to get this man out, and it's almost like the lesser of two evils. It doesn't necessarily mean that, and that's why I keep on saying that it's you know, we welcoming her open-hearted. It's honestly just at this point, get Trump out. And I, I am kind of encouraged by that. Do I think it's real? No, but it's politics. And, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I really do think that that's just what it is. You know, they're, they, they, they like seeing, or like maybe the people that didn't feel represented at least feel a bit more like change is possible. Just the same way that when we saw Barack at his first stage into it, exactly, change is possible. It gives you hope. Um, hope is something we need a lot right now. The pandemic is still very much going on. 
and you know I, there's so many you know twitter always has the screenshots and the receipts of people backpedaling on their stance on kamala and if that's what they have to do wholeheartedly go for it prosper you know <laughs> <laughs> it's the game is the game yeah um, if it's to support i'm in full support i will be voting the biden harris ticket um whether i like her or not because at this point that's for my pocket as nigerians say um <laughs> We have bigger fish to fry. Um, yeah, I was going to say one thing I was very surprised about um, in terms of Kamala's record, because I've had to go through it by myself. I feel like also Twitter amplifies a lot of things that are also very incorrect, because I've had to go through her records as well. I'm like, actually, you guys are lying on me. I'm not saying she didn't do everything, but <laughs> you guys are actually, like, actually lying on her. So just in case you want to see another view of Kamala Harris, you should check out Black Women's View on Twitter. And I think she's got a YouTube channel. They yeah. do a lot. K-Hive. Just look for anyone in K-Hive. You find a whole bunch of record on Kamala. Like as Attorney General, she, um, you know, her career did have massive moves for the people. Um, I forget the one instance, I think, with the banks. She right. the banks. And is that when she met um, Joe Biden's son, late son, exactly. Yeah, they exactly. did a lot of work with reforming yeah. banks and stuff like that, which okay. people don't amplify a lot as well. And also she did a re rehab rehabilitation programs as well, which people also don't talk about a lot. They seem to talk about, I mean, um, her record. With That's what I was saying about the, um, the, the, the duality of Kamala and why she's so polarizing. And I think I found it was Cori Bush that said, you know, I applaud her for the way she's evolved, but people were also hurt um, as she was figuring out how to evolve. And you can't just wash that away. It's not like, oh, you know, she like did something very small. She had like long lasting impact on the community that she's now trying to be the face of. And that's very hurtful. And I think a lot of people are having a lot of issues letting that go because um, the problem of, you know, incarceration and black people predominantly being put in jail and having longer sentences and the, the need for prison reform that, you know, disproportionately affects black people and people of color is not something you can be like, oh, well, but she was growing, right? Um, so I think that that's really, it's, it's a big deal, it is, but she did also do a lot of good. And I do think it's unfair to not mention the good that she's done just because you're trying to prove a point. But then again, it still goes back to my main issue with her, which is that I cannot place her. Um, I don't know, I really don't know where she stands because you know, it's like- I think that's actually a very good thing. Right. Um, I don't know, because like, you know, if I'm meant to be putting my trust in a government, I need to know. It doesn't matter if you, you know, if you're pro-choice or, you know, pro-life, right? People need to know where you stand on the issues. That, influ that influences um, judging, right? And that influences um, my vote. And that lets me know where you stand so that I can be an informed voter. It's very, very difficult with her. And I think, like I said, that's why the Republican Party are so united because as flawed as I feel like their views might be, they have those views. I know where, they're st where, where they stand. And which is why I can say to someone, if you voted for Trump, I don't need to be anywhere near you because I know yeah. where that person stands, right? But with someone like Kamala, I don't even know if she told me where she stood, I would believe her. And I think that if you're gonna but be the I best in the country, it's a problem. Mm. I see what you're saying. But I think also, you know, about the whole point about her involving as well. I feel like she's at that point in which maybe she's, um, what's the word? Reevaluating a lot of what she might have believed before and saying, okay, you know what, I have to take this and, why, and also why it might be difficult to pinpoint. But I think 
one thing I've seen her fight for, just looking at her Twitter um, thing, is um, black women's um, mortality rate when it comes to maternity health. That is something I can attribute to her and Lauren Underwood, who is the rep from Chicago's 14th district, I think. I think that's one thing I know of, that I've seen a lot. Black women's healthcare has been something I know of her. But I also, why I said I think it's a good thing is because I feel like it's made it really hard for mm -hmm. people to campaign against her, especially the Republicans, because they don't know where to put her. Because it's like a mixed message in between the Republicans and even the progressive, because progressives are like, she's tough on crime, and then Republicans are like, she's not. So it's like, it's gonna be, I'm not saying they won't be able to attack her, but it makes it just a bit more difficult to go after her. And that might very well be why Joe Biden picked her, because um, I can admit that Susan Rice is, you know, you can't work for something like national security and be the ambassador to the United Nations and not have been involved with, um, you know, <laughs> issues that would have, um, you know, that would come up and people would have on your record to, you know, kind of hit at you. I know that there was a period in her career where Fox News were dragging her almost every single day for, I think, four American lives that were lost um, due to in bad In Libya, yeah. sorry, rather. In Libya, and I think her, she's been criticized for her, um, for the way she's handled, in particular, African, um, you know, policy and um, African dictators. And, you know, uh, there was a, um, an incident in South Sudan where people, it was of the opinion of people that she was too slow to call for, you know, a ceasefire or to, you know, kind of regulate the arms race, which ended up being done under Trump's regime. So just like little things like that, that would have made her almost a sitting duck for the Republicans, which is probably what Joe Biden was trying to avoid. Um, so I do get that. Um, again, it's not always the best man that wins. Sometimes it's the most strategic man that wins. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I definitely think it's the most strategic person that wins. And that's why I'm not very, um, when progressives come and they're like so angry. And I'm just like, yo, Benny did not win. He's not that popular. I'm so sorry. Yeah, don't, get me don't allow them to drag me on your podcast. <laughs> they can't come and drag me. About Bernie bros. I anyway, I'll talk about him in like, the next episode. I would, I, I would allow you off it, but like, that's how I say it. He's not that popular. He did not win it. And if you guys did not turn up to electing for a primary, what makes you think that half of America who have labeled him a socialist is going to vote for him? I'm sorry, I want progressive policies as well, but I'm a pragmatic progressive. I for our main goal, which is getting Trump out. If I hear Bernie's name one <laughs> more time, I'm going to lose it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we feel the same way. I just, I'm just like, guys, let's Free go. Free it. Free it. Let it go. It go. We have to be pragmatic progressives. You need to get people elected to get your goals. There's no point. Just imagining someone that could be and just sitting there without no policy. Guys, okay, if you don't like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, RBG is going to, RBG needs to leave the court. So, so we need a new Supreme Court justice. So think about her when you're voting. That should motivate you enough. And if Trump does not motivate you enough to, not to vote for him, then I can't really help you. I don't have anything else to say. And that's just the truth. I really have a summary out of everything is like, we can like who we like, we can not like who we like, you know, the vice presidential pick, was it important? Yes, but in the grand scheme of things, no. Like, it's honestly just not that important. You know, he could, he really could have picked like a toaster and I would have been like, okay, weird. Are we getting Trump out, you know, so. <laughs> No, that's what a lot of people said. A lot of people said he could have picked a glass of water and I would have voted for him. My mission is to get out Trump, as far as I'm concerned. 
a lot of, yeah a lot of people have yeah it's just where did you have an opinion on any other of the potential nominee picks well not really like i said for me the um the whole democrat um thing wasn't it's it's about joe biden really it's not really about anybody else and then when he made the um commitment to pick a woman um i thought that was interesting and i thought it was an interesting gimmick but a very good strategic one so i really wasn't a hater um, on that. Um, I have my views. And like I said, I'm trying to focus on the prize. Um, I did, I was more concerned with who he shouldn't pick than who he should pick. Why Susan mm -hmm. Rice stood out to me is because I couldn't really think of a reason why he shouldn't pick her. Um, okay. The other, Elizabeth Warren was dead on arrival. Oh, so no. I, oh, please, can I just go on around for like five minutes? <clears throat> You're so, um, excuse me, to all you Elizabeth Warren fans as well, white women, and don't vote for white women in the Democratic Party. You saw it with Hillary. She was not going to bring anybody in. And I know you progressives like to think you have energy. Energy that is not turning out of votes is not doing me anything. And so she did not become the nominee as well. So I'm so sorry. Well, actual, actual. I don't even like Senator Warren. Like, stop it. Hey, like, you, like, they don't like her because they feel like she took Bernie's shine away. Like, why are you lying? You don't like this babe. Like, I was just like, stop. Like, everyone just needs to stop and think. Just think about what you're saying. Like, when when people were just saying her, I was just like, you people. It's like, do you guys even remember what happened in 2016? Mm -hmm. White women will not turn up. The only people you can guarantee turning up for the Democratic Party are Black women. And they will go to their churches. Right. They will drag everybody. And so they deserve to have someone who looks like them. Elizabeth Warren put her, I feel, her foot in her mouth so many times, like not even on a global stage, that I just had no confidence in her at all. Like it was just, it's just too much. Like if your name is in the news, like all the time, um, and this is outside of any before she was running for anything, that's not a good. It's not a good symbol. Like why? Why always you? Like I just you know <laughs> it just it really doesn't inspire confidence and like i said i'm someone that i guess i'm a bit i'm a bit interesting with my votes you know i i really i don't i don't like people rather than i would say oh who are you voting for i'd rather tell you who i'm not voting for um because like i said you really don't know until like the very final rounds what the end game is but definitely as with warren we were not doing her that wasn't gonna work. Um, I just did not yeah. believe people thought it was gonna work. It not work. Um, some of the other contestants I didn't really see as a threat, so I didn't really pay You know, um, Senator Duckworth is awesome. Um, I think she's pretty cool, but um, I didn't think she necessarily had the strength in terms of her career or this, the votes that we need. Basically, we needed someone that could help us pull the votes any which way we could. Um, and I think she's a very strong character, um, but I didn't think that she would help us get any votes we didn't already have. Yeah. Uh, and then the game is getting more votes, you know, getting the votes from the other people that we haven't been able to appeal to. Um, and yes, it's strategic, but it's what needs to be done. So black check, woman check, you know, next. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what's the um, Michigan um What's her name now? What are you talking about? The governor of Michigan. Oh, I don't know. Greg, 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 
Gretchen and Gretchen. I don't know. Whitmer? Whitmer, I think is the surname. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> Michigan? Yeah. Oh, Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, okay, got it. Similar. She, apparently she was she was actually uh part of the um what's the the final um Oh really? yeah interesting. But apparently she didn't want it. I guess that's a safe pick. I have yeah, swing, I thought he would he would have chosen her just because she was the governor of a swing state. Yeah, perhaps. That's true. Colbucher was on it, but obviously she dropped out after George Floyd. Mm. Because, you know, her prosecuted she didn't prosecute the, the police officer that yeah. actually ended up I killing him. It's so interesting that all the um with the mayors that they kept on trying to mention. I don't know if you remember our conversation where I said that this was just noise. Do you remember when I said that they're they're like that they're not even in consideration? Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. Worm that they played her, the media had played her to make sure she wasn't gonna be a contestant because they asked her too many darn times, because I'm minding my French, how she would feel if she was a pig. And you can't, in American politics, you can't seem to want it too much. And Muriel Bowser, um, for DC mayor, she wasn't going to get it either because yes, she was strong in the responses to, you know, um, the whole like the White House being in DC and how she's had to handle all of that and not not being allowing herself to be undermined um, by the, the White House and the presidency in terms of security for um, the District of Columbia um, and the way she handled, I guess, the protests or whatever. In a nutshell, like when you're looking at the big picture, I don't think she was a strong enough candidate. I don't think she was doing enough and she was not uniting the black vote any which way, period. I don't care what they were saying on Twitter. I lived in DC up until I moved to New York. I could see what I could see and she was not doing a good job. So I was like, she's not gonna get picked. Stacey Abrams isn't gonna get picked. So all these things that are trying to like make it seem like, oh, there are all these like five black women up for consideration. I was like, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> Abraham was not going to get it. It was, no, it was very bad. Yeah. Inexperience. Absolute inexperience and does not have. She would have crumbled under, you know, the the Republican um, scrutiny and the questioning and just inexperience. No, not a good VP pick at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Okay, so do I have any more questions to ask you? Oh, what can we expect from the Republicans and how they're going to attack Kamala? Well, obviously, we know they're going to go, they've already started their better thing. But did you know what? I feel like the attacks they're going to um, do on Kamala might end up energizing the Democratic base because it's going to be racist. Mm -hmm. They're trying mm -hmm. to sit here for racism. Right. What do you think? Do you um, yeah, I mean, I agree to an extent, or they're going to try and play it safe. Like you said, and you, you made a very good point, they don't quite know where to place her yet. Um, and I, I would like to think they're not stupid enough to race bait. Um, they did try a little bit, I feel, with the birther argument that they tried to do like early or mid last week, and that crashed and burned heavily. So I don't, I think it'd be very foolish of them, but then again, they're a very foolish party. So if they do end up doing that, I think it will be to their detriment. There, there are only so many times that that's gonna work. And I think the, the voting, they're not taking into account that all the children that were 12, my maths is very, very off, 
14 at the last election are now 18, right? So there's this entire new group of voters that are not going to stand for that. Gen Z is not gonna be all like, yay, racism, you know? It's, it, those things aren't gonna work. There are a lot more um, uh, women that are, you know, being motivated and feel as if their votes count. And there's so many like unrepresented, unrepresented minorities that I think are a lot more plugged in this election. I mean, we even saw it with um, Kellyanne Conway's daughter, you know, blowing up on TikTok for like, just being completely anti her parents' views. Um, so I have a lot of promise that the tactics that worked with Hillary aren't going to work this time with Kamala, and they're going to need to come correct, and they're neither going to come with data and facts of how they have handled things, and the pandemic is going to be a big one. And the whole Russia probe, China probe, all these security issues, um, I think are also gonna be a big, a big deal. And Trump's closeness to Putin or whoever it is on today's list of commies I should be friends with. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be an interesting one to see. Yeah, thank you. Um, so just rounding up, I'm gonna ask you, um, what policy would you like to see in Joe Biden if he gets elected in the first 100 days? What is so important to you, what policy? I think it would be idiotic to not have some form of concrete health policy right now. That's really all I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see the health policy, which is going to feed into coronavirus recovery policy, which is also gonna feed into things like, you know, getting teachers um, protected and back in schools, which is also going to feed into whether it's stimulus checks or whatever to boost the economy. So there's this whole post-COVID-19 package that is going to have to start with health, start with how we're going to, you know, focus on making sure that things like this will be insured for in the future, that people can even afford, you know, better health care. Um, I think a lot of voters are going to be looking again towards healthcare. I mean, even in the tech space, health startups have got they've skyrocketed astronomically in terms of their stock value and things like that. Health is a very big one, but then again, that's also going to feed into the different issues in the economy. You know, the subsectors like education, because there's so many kids that have had their um, education paused, stopped, or unsure, and this is going from like secondary um, kindergarten primary level up to tertiary level including the universities and how they've had to deal with that and you know it's just it's a shambles it's a whole shambles so I'm looking at healthcare I'm looking at education and I'm looking at boosting the economy well this looks like they look like policies that everyone should want right now especially healthcare in America that's all, that's all I need to know I really I don't care about military spending that's your business that, like, that should be at the back burner was all the time now is not the time, you know, we're at war already with- I think the domestic issue, should be main policy driver for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris if they make it in. Um, I was going to ask the final question, but actually, you know, I have so much anxiety even asking this. I was going to say you should make a prediction, but I don't actually want to know. Um, I would rather eat dirt than make a prediction right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, really, I'm so, I was going to make everyone do this, but I actually- I so much anxiety, but I was going to ask about the Senate race. So to change the question, which Republican senator would you like to see gone? I know you like every one of them, but which one especially? Is it Suzanne? Is it Lindsay? I don't know, to be honest. No, I, I mean, they're, they're really just like, they're all as a collective annoying. Um, Lindsey Graham is a pest. For sure. Sure. I really like, need to <laughs> Like a pest. <laughs> um, but maybe spray the raid there first, 
Um, but yeah, I think they they need to they they all need to get up. I would like to see the Democrats going back to Senate, which is a fun stretch. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to leave your Twitter handle, Instagram, or anything? Sure, you can always follow me for my views. Ha ha ha. Um, they're always interesting, I promise. At Indali Ozegbe, that's N D A L I O Z E G B E. Um, yeah, I also write on Medium sometimes, and my stories on Instagram, I've been told, are entertain- entertaining and better than CNN. So, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on today, Delhi.